Chapter 18 of Cycling in the Alps by C. L. Freeston. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Conclusion Were I writing about any other region but the Alps, I should not hesitate to put forward a suggested itinerary or two, but Switzerland is so full of resources that such a course would be more arbitrary than helpful. Tourists differ materially too, as to the amount of time at their disposal, of money they can afford to spend, and of hard work they are willing to do. Then again, the subject of a Swiss holiday will present itself so differently to the man who has never visited the country at all, to one who has already seen some of its leading lions as an ordinary tourist. In the former event, I should certainly advise that some of these show places should be included in the programme, and attempts at higher ground not pitched upon too comprehensive a scale, unless time be no consideration. Such well-known places as Baal, Zurich, Lucerne, Constance, and Thun are well worth seeing on their own account, and it is particularly desirable that they should be visited at the earliest opportunity, for the very important reason that once higher ground has been reached, the tourist's interest in the towns simply melts into thin air. No one who has cycled over any of the passes would think of mooning around Lucerne, or sulking in rain-sodden Interlaken. The difference between the atmosphere of the big towns or lowland valleys and that of the passes is too vital to make the former more than barely endurable after tasting the superior delights of loftier ground. The pastoral beauty of some portions of the Swiss lowlands I have no desire whatever to depreciate, and if only leisure were at everyone's command, a long course of cycling on the level, relatively speaking, would not go unrequited. But if a man has only a month to spare, and many have still less, he cannot conveniently attend to high and low ground alike, not because of distance, but of temperature. By the time the snows have melted from the passes, and the sleigh has ceded place to the heavier diligence, the more level portions of the country will have become oppressively hot, and if he visits them when they are less sultry, his month will have expired ere he dare venture upon really high ground. Nevertheless, if prepared to stand three or four days of heat, the effects of which can be largely obviated by early rising and resting between eleven o'clock and three, it will be worth his while to cycle from Baal to Schafhausen, thence to Constance, and along the lakeside to its southeastern extremity, from which point he may proceed to Landquart and take the train to Davosplatz. This journey would suffice to get him into form before tackling the passes round the Engadine, and of itself would prove thoroughly enjoyable. The beautiful lake of Lucerne, or that of Thun, could be viewed on the homeward journey, if he returned by way of the Oberalp, the Furka and the Grimsel, for at Meringen he could make his choice between the two divergences. It should be unnecessary to state the necessity of a thorough study of Baedeker or Murray, and of a reliable map before arranging the details of one's tour, but many people are sadly improvident in this respect. It should be equally unnecessary to enjoin the desirability of becoming a member of the cyclist touring club. Of the different state of things that now prevails with regard to customs arrangements, as compared with the days when the club had wrung no concessions from foreign governments, the tourist who begins his continental travels now has no conception. I could speak feelingly, however, 
if I were to draw upon the painful experiences of the past. It is not only in the matter of customs dues that the club will benefit him much. He can draw upon its excellent touring bureau for advice on any point of difficulty, and also obtain without trouble the most suitable of maps. I would particularly recommend, as regards Switzerland, the carte routière de la Suisse pour Velocipediste and the carte routière du Touring Club Suisse, both of which are kept in stock at the CTC headquarters. The first named is an excellent map of the country generally, and most useful for tour planning purposes, while the second is invaluable to the pass climber. The roads are marked on a tricoloured system according to the gradients, those having a rise or fall of 4% being coloured yellow, those between 4 and 7% being green, and those still steeper being black. From actual experience I can testify to the accuracy of these markings, which are of inestimable utility in appraising the probable amount of ground that may conveniently be covered from day to day. The yellow-coloured sections may be regarded as rideable throughout. Some of the green portions may be ridden by the very strong, but it is safer to regard them as easy walks, while the black lines inevitably mean slow progress. By this map it may be seen at a glance what is the nature of the work before the rider on any given journey, and what the length of time he should allow for each individual stage. The map will also guide him as to which side of a pass it is better to ascend, and which to descend, according to the amount of unridable gradient on each. There is another set of maps, the Deutsche Strassenprofilkarte für Radfahrer, which professes to give profile plans for all the higher passes, but my own experience leads me to regard it as all but useless. As to general information concerning continental touring, such as railway and steamboat charges, hotels, repairers, customs and the like, the foreign handbook of the Cyclist Touring Club is indispensable as a vada mecum, and particularly valuable is the vocabulary it contains in four languages of technical terms peculiar to cycling and the cycle. The member who tours abroad has certainly no reason to complain of what the big club has done for him in every possible direction. For the rest, it only remains for me to wish for all those who may be induced by the perusal of the descriptions I have given to follow the same wheel marks that they may derive an equal measure of enjoyment to that which I have received from all my alpine journeys. In the desire to be, above all things, practical, I have essayed throughout this book to stifle an amount of enthusiasm upon the subject, which is very potent and very real. But I am bound to say here, that among all my touring experiences, the recollections of the passes are ineffaceable and supreme, and that nothing, the hard work notwithstanding, has afforded so great a degree of genuine and satisfying pleasure. End of Cycling in the Alps by C. L. Freeston Read by Phil Benson